0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Have you ever worked so hard for something and then it finally comes to fruition? Well, so did Drew Maggi, who spent 13 years in the minor leagues and just made his MLB debut this past season. And I had the opportunity to speak with him in this episode of Iggy's Sports Talk.
1: Welcome cry, back into yeah. Iggy
0: Sports Talk. I'm your host, Jakey Nazuski, or Iggy for short. I want to thank you so much for tuning into this episode. This is your first time watching or listening to Iggy Sports Talk. In each and every single episode, I try to look at the deeper aspects of sports and tell inspiring stories, just like Drew Maji's, to help you learn how to strive for your dreams, never give up and how to overcome your mental health struggles. Because we all have them. We all deal with the everyday life experiences. And if I'm able to help you learn from others' experiences through this podcast, that is my goal with each and every single episode. And we did just that with my conversation with Pirates player Drew Maggi, who has spent 13 seasons in the minor leagues and just got his opportunity to play in the majors and get his debut and his first MLB hit earlier this season and I had the opportunity to speak with Drew about what that experience was like in his major league debut hearing PNC Park chant his name also what are some of the biggest mental lessons he's learned over the last 13 years or so and much much more now let's get into my conversation with Drew Maggi I'm here with Drew Maggi and Drew I I want to start this off sort of asking about After you retire and after this is all said and done, how would you want to be remembered as a professional baseball player?
1: Uh, I mean, that's a tough question. You know, just kind of a respectable, you know, player that, you know, kind of grinded out each year, you know, as hard as he could, no matter, you know, the circumstances I was in, you know, early on, kind of a prospect, kind of lost that title and then, you know, kind of had to grind it out from there. But I mean, yeah, it's just a tough question. I I think I would just want to be respected by, you know, my teammates, uh, you know, coaches, you know, obviously represent my family well, but yeah, just, you know respect. I th-
0: I think from what I've seen from from your journey, at least from afar and especially what you were able to do at the beginning of this year, it really showed people that it doesn't matter where you come from, it doesn't matter the journey that you had to get to the majors. Just being able to get there is just a privilege. And I I think especially from throughout your journey, you're able to help people who, you know, maybe are struggling in the minors and are may- maybe getting in their own head to think if Drew can do it, I can do it too.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, ever since I was little, it was That was the goal, you know, get to the big leagues. And you know, that goal kinda changed for me throughout my career and you know, just because of, you know, the circumstances as was, I've had to grind through, I had some tough years, some injuries, and you know, I just never really gave up on that dream. And, you know, little by little I kinda found ways to to get a job with a new team, kinda get a new opportunity and yeah, I think that, you know, for players, especially younger players that, you know, think it's impossible or it's, you know, because it is hard. You know, you got to there's a lot of things that have to go right. Um, but you have to just kind of be willing to, to do things that you don't want to do and just kind of keep grinding it out, like kind of keep going. I know as cliche as that kind of sounds, but, you know, just keep your head down, keep working hard and kind of just, yeah, that never give up mentality. And it's – I think you could use that in a lot of different areas of life. You know, I think after baseball for me, you know, that's that's definitely something that's going to carry, you know, to whatever I do. But I think that, you know, people in general, you know, whatever it is, whatever your passion is, I think that that's kind of what people kind of clicked with my story and kind of what happened with me was, you know – Everybody, there's so many different dreams out there. You know, things that people want to do. I think that that's that's kind of it. You know, as long as, however long it takes, you know, it's possible to to get to your ultimate goal and something that you have dreamed about since you know you were a little kid. So and i
0: I bet especially you know that there's been times throughout your journey where you're getting down on yourself those self-inflicting thoughts start coming in it but something that i heard you say in another interview is i try and stay present and you know have remember where my feet are and i'm curious how you try and remember remind yourself that day in and day out
1: it's tough man it's a constant mental battle you know uh you have to really dig deep. You know, there's a lot of times that you just want to yell at the world. You want to, you know, throw things. You want to act out of character. But, you know, for me, it was it was always like kind of take a deep breath and, you know, look to, to kind of your ultimate dream, your ultimate goals. And by doing that, I I would take it one step at a time. And, you know, some of the toughest situations where I just wanted to go home. I wanted to shut it down. I just made a choice to, to not, you know, I made a choice to kind of focus on, you know, where my feet are one little step at a time. And, you know, I, I can't say that obviously I knew that I was eventually going to be a big leaguer cause I'd be lying, but you know, that, that process that, you know, I decided to kind of trust, you know, ultimately ended up in, you know, something that I was always dreaming about. Right, and you know, there was even times where where
0: you got caught up with the twins, and you know, you, you had the opportunity to be in a big league clubhouse, and didn't get up a bat. And I bet after that, you're probably questioning, you know, what what is you know next in the process. You know, I, I've always you know tried to believe, trust in the process, and everything happens for a reason. But I bet that there's times where you maybe question that a little bit, and how do you try and remind yourself of a mantra like that?
1: Everything happens for a reason. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, I obviously got called up by the twins and you know obviously that was really tough for me You know, I was coming off one of my best years I got called up which was awesome but then the questions kind of became you know what happened why didn't she get in why didn't she play so then there was just this whole different narrative but you know for me it's you know everything has kind of happened for a reason and I it took me even me a long time to realize that i And even this, you know, kind of, you know, back in double A, you know, you don't, I've just always decided to kind of look at the positives and everything, you know, good and bad, you know, obviously I don't want to be, you know, here in Altoona, nothing against Altoona, you know, I love the people, fans are great, but you know, it's, I have somewhere else that, you know, I want to be, that I'm aspiring to be. So I think that, you know, there's just different things in life, whether it's your career You know, it could be relationships, um, you know, family stuff. I think that, you know, there's just a path and kind of a journey for everyone. I think the choices you make help flourish your dreams, your relationships. Like, you know, everything's a choice. So I think that in order for those things to happen and everything happening for a reason, kind of tying together to, to get to what you want. And we all know, especially how
0: difficult the mental game is, especially in baseball, 90% mental, 10% physical. And, you know, f- from your experience, not only, you know, throughout your journey, but I bet seeing some of these younger guys going through those mental struggles, what do you try and tell them when they're going through that? And what are some of the biggest lessons
1: you've learned throughout your mental game? Day-to-day, you know. Obviously, you know, be where your feet are. There's, this is such a tough game, and it's so day-to-day. Shaggy. Uh, Um, it's so day to day that, you know, you're going to have a lot of tough weeks, tough days, but you're also going to have a lot of good days. So I try to tell him to kind of, you know, be the same person, be the same guy, good and bad, go with the ups and downs, go with the flow of everything. And just, you know, at the end of the year, the end of the day, you know, you're going to have a lot more of this if you stay positive and kind of work through the tough times and also, you know, be a good teammate in those times. You know work harder in different areas take it take it slow you know don't don't always look and think about the negatives think about the positives and how you can get to more positives so you know it's easier said than done you know it's I remember being a young player so you know I didn't always listen and you know obviously you're a lot more emotional first time going through certain things so you know it is what it is. And you mentioned you were a top prospect yourself and you've
0: also been around some other top prospects and I'm curious from your experience, from what you've seen, what makes a top prospect who succeeds in the majors and separates him from
1: somebody who maybe might not? I mean, nothing, you know, I, I think that, uh, just kind of the journey before you're a big leaguer. I mean, you know, the top prospects, obviously, you know, that's a business. So, the organization invested a lot of money in them, so they're going to get, you know, a lot of different chances. Um, you know, if you're not, you kind of you have to make your own path. You got to earn your playing time. You have to, you know, when you do play, you got to perform. You know, there's just a lot less room for air, I guess, if you're not a top prospect. But at the old, end of the day, you know, you're a big leaguer, you can get to the big leagues. Mm-hmm. It's all the same. At the end of the day, kind of like you said, everybody's just out here just trying to play your favorite game in the
0: world. And I bet especially for you when you got that moment, getting the call-up when you stepped in the batter's box, everybody was chanting your name. I'm curious what advice you got from some of the guys up in the Major League Clubhouse on how to sort of uh, not allow those nerves to get to you and just sort of enjoy the moment while also trying to make a statement in the game.
1: Yeah, actually, before before the first game, for game that I went in, um Austin Barnes who was on the Dodgers I was talking to him in the outfield and I play with him back at ASU so we're good friends I haven't seen him in a while so it was good to see him but he just you know kind of told me you know hey remember it's just a game it's a game you've been playing your whole life just on a bigger stage and you know it was like little things like that you know uh kind of you know enjoy the moment or you know really don't try to like control your emotions let everything kind of happen you know so it was just kind of throughout the day and getting text messages kind of just you know little uh advice you know tips to to kind of get me through my you know my first experience playing and and then starting so
0: I hope that you are enjoying my conversation with Drew Maji. but I just want to take a second to talk to you about today's sponsor, which is Versus Game, which is your opportunity to make money from your knowledge with questions that are 1v1, and if you get it right, you get paid. As a player, you can play for free, or you can play with real money by purchasing ticket bundles and going up against players that choose the opposite answer as you. I'm actually going to be coming up with questions that you can interact with over the next few weeks. This week's question is, would you rather be a quick riser to the majors and have your career not pan out in the majors, or be a guy like Drew Maggi and spend five to ten years in the minors and have a little bit of a slow riser situation, but you'll always be remembered for your debut, kind of like Drew was? Let me know your answer and go over to jakeiggy.onversus.com. I'll be talking about the result of this question in the next episode as well as presenting a new question. But after you vote, make sure to comment and let us know your reasoning because I'll be replying to comments throughout this week. I'd love to hear from you. Now, let's get back into my conversation with Drew Maji. As somebody on the outside, that whole experience, seeing not only your first over bat but your first hit, it was tough to not – get tears in your eyes, get chills, especially if you're a true baseball fan. And um, I'm curious for you, after that experience, what did you keep and and what do you really cherish from that whole experience? I I mean, in terms of keeping, like, the ball, like the jersey and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, no, I I kept the ball. Um, I was actually, you know, after I got my first hit, came into the clubhouse and, you know, Shelty kind of gave a little speech and was just, you know, he had some good words, just kind of. You know, this is one of the best first-hit balls I've ever given out. You know, he tossed me the ball. Everyone kind of went nuts, Mm -hmm. gave me the whole beer shower, everything. And, yeah, that was – you know, I went back to the hotel room after that. And, yeah, slept with the ball, ball balls on the bed. You know, it was just special to me, you know, because it kind of just symbolizes, you know, the fact that I was able to accomplish, you know, something that even I thought was impossible. So, um, yeah, you know, I remember, yeah, I was on the bed that night. I was balling. I was I don't even know why cuz I don't really cry or get emotional, but you know, I'd had the TV on, Sports Center was on and they were kind of going over the hits. Ball was there. I was just you know, I was getting off the phone with family, friends. So, it was yeah, that was that's definitely something that's going to go in a good spot and, you know, be cherished. Had to be like a pinch me moment seeing yourself on Sports Center, right? Yeah, I <laughs> Well, the first night, they were I couldn't even believe how it kind of blew up. And the first night, you know, I, I don't know if you know this, but i the hotel I was staying at, I had my mom, my dad, and my three brothers all staying in one hotel room. So that was a nightmare. But, yeah, the first night, um, yeah, we were watching TV, and this is before kind of anything happened. And, yeah, it was like a flash before a commercial break, and it showed me. I was... It was probably like midnight and my mom was like, "Was that you?" I was like, "I don't think that was me. Was that me?" And then it came back and they did a segment on me and it was yeah, it was crazy. I
0: got to tell you, outside of, you know, the baseball stuff, the coolest part about your whole experience up with the Pirates was seeing your family's reaction. You know, your mom and your dad in the stands, you know, tears in their eyes talk about the support system you you've had over these last 13 years not only from family but also friends and how they've really helped you be able to continue keep going
1: I mean yeah I wouldn't none of that would ever happen without you know my family and yeah my support team my friends you no know, because I've obviously been playing for 13 years I've been in some really tough you know dark times not even just from baseball but you know real world real life stuff so you know, just my mom being kind of my psychological best friend, you know, she kind of has uh, just helped me through it all, you know, kind of kept me balanced. Um, you know, my best friend, uh, Nick Nudo, back at home, you know, just always, it's kind of like the guy from Invincible, the movie, his best friend that like picks him up, but he's just always got like an inspirational quote or something he's thrown out. And then, yeah, you know, my brothers, uh, five brothers, you know, just always kind of, you know, when I would throw out an idea or something that I would do to to keep me in the game, they would, they were never like, you know, are you going to give that up already? It was always, you know, helping me find an angle or helping me or, you know, just, you know, because they know I love it. So, and obviously listening to me kind of babble, you know, that's a big thing for me too, but, and then my dad just, you know, coach since I was little, you know, just, kind of teaching me everything about life baseball you know the journey and yeah i just you know i wouldn't have been able to do anything without them and you brought up your mom sort of being like your psychological
0: best friend and you know also how all those other people really helped you through all this and i'm i'm curious if there's any piece of advice that like you tell yourself or that you keep in your mind to motivate you each and every single day that maybe one of those people said to you that you feel comfortable sharing
1: um I mean, there's been so many different things, but, you know, you know, something my mom has always told me is never give up. So, I mean, that's, that's kind of been, you know, what I, and that's, that comes from like childhood. Mm -hmm. So, and I mean, it, just those words alone, I mean, I, they're powerful words, you know, in anything it's, you know, when you say it, you automatically feel better, you know, I'm not giving up, you know, I never give up. So. You know, that's just a little something that, you know, my mom would text me like late at night, you know, had a tough game or going through a rough patch or a rough stretch and just kind of something that would kind of center me back to, you know, to what's important.
0: Makes sense, and also throughout your journey, you, you've had the opportunity to play with some some players who were, were big top prospects and players who are making an impact even right now. But I, I want to start off with Yasiel Puig. You, you got to play with him, you know, back in like 2015, especially when you know all the sort of prospect hype was happening for him. I'm curious your experience playing with him, especially
1: during that time. That is a strong man. <laughs> he he came up one time behind me in BP and just put me in a bear and just a bear hug and I couldn't move like this is a strong dude he uh no he was he was a cool teammate man he was really like just a fun guy kind of a clown um obviously really talented but yeah I mean I, it was a short stint. it was about a month that I played with him so you know didn't really get to know him that well but you know from what I saw it was, I I mean it was a fun teammate and then Luis Arias
0: with the Twins and now, obviously, with the Marlins, now chasing maybe Ted Williams 400. But I saw when you played with him, he had, like, 23 hits over seven strikeouts. So are you surprised that he's hitting the cover
1: off the baseball now in the majors? No, no. he uh, He's going to do that every year, too. He just – Louie Lou, man. He's uh, – you want to talk about a good teammate and a good man, too. He's He's the best. So – He's yeah, he's gonna hit three fifty to three eighty every year. He just puts the bat on the ball and he just the kid just gets hits. So and he brings energy. He's the same dude every day. He brings the energy. So yeah, he that what he's doing doesn't surprise me at all. It's unbelievable.
0: And you know, he could break the record for the most like five for five games, which is even crazy to think about. But just last two things for you. First is what advice would you give to your younger self? Whether whether it's, you know, looking back at maybe some of those dark times where you, you were thinking about maybe giving up?
1: I think ask more questions for me. Um, you know, when you're younger, you kind of think you know everything. And for me, that was not entirely the case. But, you know, I just thought I figured it out. You know, I was a big prospect coming in. And I think for me, I would I would ask a lot more questions. I kind of had to learn that as I went through. And I started to ask questions. And I started to really – you know listen to the older guys ask them questions watch how people worked um you know so i think that early on focus on that and you know just don't be so hard-headed and and everything that you know you know because you don't know a lot Mm -hmm. even though you think you do just you know ask questions are good man you learn a lot from them
0: Try and be a sponge. That's what I've always been told. Learn from other people's experiences. And then just last thing for you, you know, when, when your, you know, baseball career is done and you're starting to look towards maybe doing some of your personal stuff or your, your other hobbies, like who's Drew Modge going to be outside of baseball after you retire?
1: I mean, just same old Drew. You know, I'm going to be passionate. I'm going to, you know, find something that I love something challenging and I'm you know gonna go after it you know work with good people Um, I'm hoping something with with one of my brothers you know have some family involved and yeah I guess uh, maybe get into some business maybe movies I I don't know I don't don't know what uh where that what that is yet but just something that I'm definitely passionate about I just didn't know if
0: you ever thought of like staying in baseball, wanting to be either a manager or a mental skills coach or anything like that?
1: Oh, for sure. Um, I definitely want to get back to the game, you know, everything that it's done for me and taught me. So I don't know when that will be. I think after my career I kind of want to take a little bit of time off. But I think that, you know, managing in a big league clubhouse, you know, being a hitting coach, but, yeah, also a mental guy. I I like to talk to people. I like to help people. So, you know, that's which I think I could do as a manager. So, you know, I think I think I definitely see myself maybe college, younger kids. So we'll see. Yeah,
0: that'd be really cool. And then you brought up movies. Last thing, if there was going to be any actor who would play you, if they made a movie on your life, who would you want it to be?
1: I mean, Brad Pitt in his prime. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, you know, I like Miles Teller a lot. He, uh, you know, he's a Philly guy, likes baseball, and I mean, always kind of. I watch The Offer; it's like one of my favorite shows. So, yeah, probably Miles Teller.
0: I saw I saw this uh, podcast episode, and they were talking about this, and they said Andrew Garfield, Tom Holland, and uh, Tobey Maguire, and then they're like, "Wait, we just said all
1: the Spider-Man actors." <laughs> I am Spider-Man. No, yeah, I, I don't know about them. They're, it might be a little too soft for me. I love it. I had to ask. Thank you so much for yeah, taking the time, thanks, Drew. Man. Really appreciate it, man. I hope that
0: you did enjoy my conversation with Drew Maji and was able to take something away from this conversation that you can apply to your own life. We're all striving for things in this life. We all have dreams. And it's tough to not allow external comments or self-limiting beliefs deter us from our dreams and sort of try and force us to give up and drew said multiple times in this conversation never give up and keep going and if drew was able to keep going for 13 years striving for his dream to be a major league baseball player and was able to achieve it then you can do the same exact thing. And if you want to hear more episodes just like this one, go over to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or YouTube. I have some great episodes from the last few weeks speaking with guys like Alec Manoa, Marcelo Meyer, and much, much other people that are able to help inspire you look at a deeper lens in terms of sports, as well as help you overcome your mental health struggles. That's ultimately my goal with each and every single episode. And if you want to stay tuned for future episodes, make sure to subscribe on over on YouTube or whatever audio platform that you listen to. You can also follow Iggy Sports Talk over on Instagram. It's at Iggy Sports Talk. But as always, I greatly appreciate everybody tuning in. But I hope you have a great rest of your week. I'll see you and talk to you next time. Peace.